Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Uh, today's guest is a Denver-based producer, guitarist, and a radio DJ. While he started playing guitar and drums in the fourth grade, he originally pursued music really as more of a passion um, uh, uh, that he had. But about five years ago, he decided to pursue music as a career, and we are glad that he did. His 2019 release, Stylin', went to the top of the charts, and he followed that success up with last year's In Paradise scaling the charts as well. Please welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, Mr. Gregory Goodlow. Thanks for coming on today, Gregory. Thanks for having me, Carl. Oh, man, it's our pleasure to have you on today, man. Been enjoying your music, and, you know, it's really kind of a cool thing to hear that, you know, you decide to commit to music full-time, and then shortly after that, you have a big hit. How, how was that? Oh, man, to put it in short terms, yeah, in realistic terms, it was God. Yeah, 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 I feel you, I feel and you. It's definitely a blessing to... uh have come into the music world and, you know, I've, I've dreamt about all this for so long and uh, just to see it manifest and happen uh, uh, relatively quick for yeah. me, I guess, uh, it's, it's a blessing. That's all I could say. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic, man. I guess I got to believe it was pretty, it was maybe a little confirmation that, hey, I'm I'm doing the right thing here. This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling... Uh, this is where I should be. Uh, like I said, I, I've been listening to music most of my life and uh, listened to all the great uh, musicians all the way back from Cannonball Adderley. Yeah. And uh, all the way up to Wes Montgomery, you know, and George Benson. And oh, yeah. When I was a kid, when he came out, I literally cried when oh, I heard really? him play. Yeah. I was like, I had just started playing. Uh-huh. And I was playing more like uh, the funk music, the more yeah. R&B style. Yeah. And, you know, I was playing all the barcades, the yeah. Ohio players. And when I heard this guy play, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stop playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> said, There's no way that I'm going to be able to play like this guy. Yeah. Well, I, I just hung in there. And, you know, years later, I even got a chance to hang out with George Benson a few times. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I, I first met George at a NAMM show, and we kind of connected then. And uh -huh. uh, I, uh, I hung out with him at NAMM, and then uh, I'd seen him again. Where were we at? Uh, he came to Colorado. Okay. And I, you know, went back to his condo and hung out with him for maybe a couple hours or so okay. after the show before he had to go. And then uh, again, he came at the Botanic Gardens here in Colorado. I mean, he put on a fantastic show. Yeah. And then when I went to Phoenix, he brought his wife uh, to come see me play. That is cool. Wow. How did that feel for the great George Benson to bring his wife to see you play. Tell me about that experience. Hey, I didn't tell her I cried when I first heard it. Uh, uh -huh. George. I didn't tell that story. Okay. But it, it was fantastic, man. Uh, it was like a, a sign of respect. Yeah. And it was just a sign of, of welcome. Yeah. You know, uh, 
I, I wouldn't say more respect. I, I more respected him as being just a down to earth human being and uh, a very caring person, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just, uh, it was a dream come true. Yeah. He was my favorite guitarist besides uh, Wes Montgomery. He always tells me my hands look like Wes's. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, no, my hands look like yours. Uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> But he, uh, you know, he had a chance to hang out with Wes, and he knows Wes's style, and he just kind of put that on me that uh, my fingers were shaped like Wes. So okay. I, I just took it as a compliment. That's 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 well. I, I tell you what, anything like that from the great George Benson, I don't blame you. I would take it as a compliment too. I, it's a, it's interesting you brought him up. I was just talking to Eric Essex, who brought who was talking about George as well, and. You know, I happened just the other day to see a, an interview. George is touring in the UK, and I happened to see an interview with George um, from a TV show in the UK. And he told the story of how he didn't want to make the song Give Me the Night. You know, he never wanted to make that song. Rod Temperton wrote it, and after Rod presented it to George, George didn't want to make it. And it was Rod Temperton and Quincy Jones that got together with George and said, George, you need to make this song. And so he he did what they suggested he did, and the song, as soon as it was rele- released, it went right to the top of the charts. So Yeah. I mean, George put his foot in that song. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I asked him before about uh, a song is he has to really, you know, like hear the song and see if he can get himself into it. And generally when uh, he hears it, he can get himself into it. Uh I was going to mention, he, he did another song that uh, not too many people know. It's a pop song that he just did maybe a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think by the Gorillas. Okay. Something like that. Huh. And I asked him about that song. I was like, George, this song is totally just different. Yeah. He said they sent it to him. He heard it over the speakers. He heard it again. And then he found his niche in it. Okay. Millions of views on yeah. it, so it introduced him to a whole generation of, of new people. New okay, new, you know, it was great. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, tell us about your music, Gregory. Like, you know, listening to your music, there's a lot of different influences that I hear in your music. But how do you know what what are you striving for when you create your music? I'm trying to create my own element. I love Wes Montgomery, so yeah. I, I try to have an influence of the style of where he's playing octaves when I can. And what I do is I, I kind of want to have my music more of a dance kind of smooth jazz mm-hmm. uh, kind of mixture. I could see myself merging with the modern hip hop yeah. kind of sound and smooth jazz. Uh, to create a whole different type of sound, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I see my my music. My last song, uh, "In Paradise." Yeah, it kind of gave me that feeling, and it was it made it to the way that you can do like a ballroom style dance to, mm-hmm. to the song. That was the whole ideal of it. Okay, okay. So, what's the process like for you? Like knowing that you. Like that's what you're striving for with your music. Like, how do you begin the process of creating? What what inspires that? What triggers that for you? 
Uh, it's different things uh, di- at different times. Okay. Uh, I might start off with me tapping <laughs> on the table. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I used to do that when I was a kid, and it drove my sister mad. <laughs> and then I used to drag out the pots and pans at my mom's house and just beat on them. Then finally she she got me a drum, her and my auntie. So okay. that's what really started my music uh, as for playing. So I would tap out a beat, and then after I tap out a beat, I would, like, create the beat uh-huh. and then create a groove to it. And then... I would write my melody uh, based off of a, you know, a song. I'll try to write it in a song form. So that's how how I go about you know, creating the music. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. And I understand that you started your own label called Hip Jazz Records. So why was that important to you? Hip Jazz Records is, is also another dream. Uh, you know, sometimes I've, I've always believed that if you wait, you wait too late. So, you know, when I was growing up, most musicians wanted to hit it big. They would wait and try to get a record contract, you know, with Sony Records, somebody that uh, NPR records that would take you under their wing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, well, the wait (laughs) might be a little late. So I started my own record company and started producing and putting out my own music on that label. Okay. Okay. So I entitled it Hip Jazz Records is, you know, the kind of what I envision my music to be. Mm-hmm. Kind of the hipper style. Yeah. That, yeah. That sort of thing. Cool. Cool. What are your goals for your label? Is it meant to be a vehicle for your music or is your goal to grow it and bring other artists in to the label or? Uh, I believe at the, at a, at a point that I'll be able to bring in other artists, but right now I'm just basically putting out my own yeah. music on that label yeah. and trying to grow my brand. Yeah. And when I feel comfortable with that, I will probably take on some more people. Good, good. Well, I tell you, nothing, nothing grows a musician's brand like a hit. So let's listen to your 2019 hit, Styling. <laughs> Oh, 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 
right, everybody, that was Gregory Goodlow with Styling. Gregory, tell us about that song. Tell us about the genesis of that song. Okay, that song came about, I was, Darren Ron, I had met him. I had opened up for Eric Darius here in Colorado. Uh-huh. He was at a church. Okay. And the pastor, he just, he's a, he was a fluent uh, keyboardist. He passed away last year. Oh, sorry to hear. And uh, he used to do jazz, and I used to host jazz there every Wednesday night. So he had me open up for Eric Darius. And then he mentioned that uh, Darren Ron was in the audience. Oh, cool. Darren Ron was a producer. So I hit Darren Ron up after the show. I told him I was pleased to meet him and uh-huh. really like his style and, you know, the things that he was doing. And we exchanged phone numbers and he gave me a call. Okay. So he gave me a call and we did uh, a song called All the Way First. Uh-huh. It was my first single. And it kind of introduced me to the jazz world. And then right after that, we did a song called Getting It. Uh-huh. And Getting It did pretty good. It got on SiriusXM Radio yeah. and a few other uh, major platforms. So right after that, we did a song called Style. Yeah. And we just, just hit out the ballpark. With yeah, that. clearly. You know? Clearly. Yeah. So I understand you also served in the Army. Um, so first of all, thank you for your service, one. But how how did your time in the military, how has that impacted your your career as a musician now? I'm a, just a regular guy. You know, yeah. I grew up, I was in the Cub Scouts. So uh-huh. the Army, I used to play with Army men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of wanted to go into the Army and, and serve my country. It's uh, it's influenced me a lot because those are kind of important things that I believe that we need yeah. uh, to have the support there for, for our troops and to be supportive to our nation yes. in order to be able to have the freedom to play smooth jazz and the freedom to go to McDonald's whenever we want to. And, yep. You know, those things. And I've, you know, I've had family members that served in the military. Okay. So. I'm I'm really just happy that I was able to serve. Yeah. So so were you? Did you on occasion take out your guitar and and <laughs> uh, and and give your uh, your fellow uh, soldiers uh, a little a little taste of of what you could do with those fingers? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the only the only uh, I played in in the rec room whenever there was a Saturday or Sunday. I would go in there and uh-huh. fumble around on the guitar and then. There was a sergeant. Uh, he heard me play, and he wanted me to try out for the army band. Okay. And I was like, "No way! I'm not staying in this man's army for no 20 years." <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't stay in the army, but uh, no, I never gave a, a, a concert for the, for the Okay. Okay. Well, I have a sense probably sometime in the not too distant future. Somebody from the army will probably be calling you saying, "Hey, you're you're one of us. We want you to come back and uh, you know, and play for the troops." And so I I, I wouldn't be surprised to have that happen for you in the not too distant future. Would be, I would be delighted. I would uh, definitely step up and just be thrilled to play for the soldiers. You know, because they don't, you know, they're twenty four seven. Yeah, they don't really get a chance to get out and go anywhere or have anything. They're defending. You know, when we're sleeping. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. It'd be a pleasure. I would, I would love to do that. Good. So, Gregory, back to your process of creating music. How do you know when a song is ready to be 
released to the world, if you will. I'm kind of real critical of my music, probably sometimes overcritical. I would listen to a song over and over again. Once I built it and find my melody, I listen to it over and over and over again, you know, hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And then it, once it has a certain kind of movement that I feel that it would touch and touch the people uh-huh. rather than touch me. Yeah. Because I, you know, I could play for myself all day, play all scales and all these fantastic sounds with the music box. But if it doesn't touch like my insides mm-hmm. and where I know that it could move someone else. I mean, yeah. I don't believe that it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. 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 So my music, I try to create it so it can touch yeah. the individual who's listening to it and kind of move them to hopefully to a better day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To a better, better sound and uh, just kind of uplifting. That's what I really would love my music to do is to uplift people and to give them a sense of meaning when there's no meaning. Yeah. Wow. I remember playing a gig in uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, um, a man and a woman came to me at the end of the show and they said, you just saved our marriage. Wow. That's what I said. I, what? How did I do that? All I did was play. He said that they didn't know what they were going to do until they came to this show. Huh. And uh, I guess the show gave them new meaning. Yeah, yeah. They ended up staying together and they're still together to this day. You know, I, I, it's great that you mentioned that because I think that's one of the things that I hope that people know and understand is the power of music. I have had, um, I have had music impact my life in a huge, huge way. And I recall a very famous artist. Well, I'll mention his name. I, I, I wrote. Uh, I went. I was going through a period in my life where there was a period of loss and of, of losing both of my parents within a year of one another. And there are a couple of songs by Kirk Whalem that just just steadied me through that time. Right, that helped me get through that time. And I wrote Kirk a letter and 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 told him about those songs. Right, and told him about the impact they had on my life. And he wrote me back and he said, "You know what? You saying that to me." means a whole lot to me. I'm going to hang this note in my studio just to remind me of the impact of what of what we do as musicians. And your story is not an uncommon story that I, I've heard from many people how a musician's work has had a profound impact on their life. And that's got to make you feel just awesome. Yes. I mean, that should be the goal of music anyway. I believe that music is, is, is given to us by God. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make it all spiritual and seem spiritual. No, that's okay. I believe that, you know, he gives us the opportunity to play and yeah. find whatever instrument that we're going to try to master, whether it be the flute, the saxophone, the cello, or whatever. Yeah. And that he gives the music into the atmosphere, and we have to reach and grab it. Yeah, yeah. And create off of that. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we create the things that are able to change people into to the better. Well, man, I think you're doing that with with the music that you're creating. And let's listen to another one of your songs. This is Cool Like That by Gregory Goodlow.
everybody. We just heard Cool Like That by today's guest, Gregory Goodlow. So, Gregory, we have this segment that we like to do um, on every show. A um, little fun we like to have. It's called Bout It or Doubt It. So if you're about it, it's something that you like. And if you're doubt it, it's something you're not quite feeling. You uh, Can we get you to play? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. I started yeah, this body body. If you bout it, get him up. I mean you body body. I mean you body body. We say you body body. I represent. I doubt it. All right, Gregory. So we're going to spin the wheel and get you a category. And then we'll ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions. All right, Gregory. Your category today is literature. All right. So... About it or doubt it? Self-help books. Self-help books? Mm-hmm. I'm about it. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm definitely about it. I'm definitely about anything that would help you to better yourself or to help better this country. <laughs> yeah, Self-help yeah. books are, are great. Are there, are there favorites on your list? Uh, I usually, you know, like I said, I'm a self-taught musician. Yeah. So any kind of books that will help elevate me or gotcha. yeah, I'm about it. So, so you're looking at those music books. Yeah, I, I tell you, I have a couple go to's on that list that one is the the Art of War, the Sun Tzu book, oh, The Art of War. It. I have that book. Yep. Yep. I, a friend gave me that when I finished grad school, a friend gave me that book. And that's always been something that I've gone back to and reference over the years. And another one is a very, very little book. It's uh, I forget the, the author's name. Last name is Alan, I believe, though. It's uh-huh. as it's called as a man thinketh, and it's as all. I have that book. Okay, too. yeah. So you, so you yeah. know that. So yeah, it's by uh, James Allen. James Allen. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, I love those two books, right? And I go back and and reference those books from time to time, and just to ground and to keep yourself, you know, like I love as a man thinketh because it's all about the power of the mind and right. and how what we put into our mind and how we think manifests itself in our living, right? So, but yeah, those are awesome ones. Okay, well, let's try another one. Another one in the literature category. About it or doubt it, newspapers. Uh, About it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. The reason why, well, I have two reasons why. Okay. For one, there's a doubt there because when I was in the Army, I did communications. Oh, okay. So I know that we're not getting all the, (laughs) everything that goes on. Mm -hmm. But we do get a lot and... Yeah, I was a paper boy when I was 11, so I'm all about newspapers. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. See, we got that in common. I, I I was uh I think I was 11 or 12 when I first got my paper route too. And okay. uh my brother and I we thought we were we thought we were entrepreneurs back in the day cuz we got one paper route, then we got a second, then we got a third, <laughs> and we had we had a corner on the neighborhood, man. Oh, so yeah. we, we we thought we were doing our thing. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I understand, Gregory, that you're also a radio DJ in Denver. Tell us about that. Yeah, I stumbled on that. Uh, it's almost coming up on a year. One of the radio promoters, he introduced me to a guy named Langston who was doing his worldwide jazz radio, and it was coming out of Vegas. Okay. And they were looking for DJ artists, DJ slash artists. Uh-huh. And... uh. I felt that it was something that I could do. Yeah, you know? okay, okay. So uh, I told them I didn't have no experience, and they were like, that's all right. Yeah. You get on-the-job training. There you go. So I'm just loving 
expressing myself through uh, through radio because I can play all the songs that that really uplift me and yeah. what I think is good for my listeners are good for radio. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Good. So if I tune in, what am I going to hear on your radio show? Tell me some of the stuff I'm going to hear. Oh, here you go. <laughs> okay. To tell the truth, you're going to hear Kurt Whalum. Yeah. You're going to hear Grover Washington. You're going to hear George Benson, Norman Brown, uh, my buddy Nick Callion. Yeah. Uh, you're going to hear uh, some Darren Ron. You're going to hear some uh, Crusaders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to hear some uh, Doc Pyle. Yeah. You're going to hear some Bar Case. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you're going to hear some Confunction. Yeah. Oh. Uh. All kind of uh, all kind of old school or anywhere from the seventies uh, to the nineties R and B. So okay, so so now see now you got me. You said you know all those artists you said leading up to this one were cool, but when you said Confunction, you got me. So oh, yeah. so how do people tune in if they want to listen to your radio show? Uh, it's called uh, Mile High Smooth Jazz. It's on www.worldwide jazzradio.com okay i'm on there on tuesdays denver time uh 7 p.m uh that's mountain standard time okay on tuesdays and saturdays 4 p.m mountain standard time great all and, right uh, you just mentioned that uh i'm we have lakeside that's coming here uh on the ninth. oh yeah and that'll I'll be, be fun. racing the same stage with them Awesome. Uh, right before they come on. A couple a couple acts before they come on. Yeah. I'm going to get a chance to hang out with the great Lakeside. That's fantastic. Yeah, the Fantastic the Voyage. That's right. And it's all the way live. Fantastic yeah. Voyage. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun, man. That'll be fun. So when you're not making music, DJing, or running your record label, how do you like to spend your time? You know, somebody asked me that recently. Uh-huh. When I'm not playing music, what do you do? Yeah, I said I'm listening to music. There you go. That's good. That's good. So if, I'm, I'm mostly listening to music, and even if I go to the gym, I got these headphones. I'm listening to music. So there's not there's is rare, except for when I'm sleep. Uh huh. That I'm not listening to some kind of music. Any anything that has sound. And, yeah. And voice yeah. And music. So I, what's playing in your ride right now? What's playing in your car? What's playing in my car right now is mm-hmm. Gregory Goodlow. There you go. That's, see, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. And, you know, it's funny because I ask that question fairly regularly to artists that I talk to. And it's not that they don't often say that they're listening to their own stuff. So you're like one of the first artists that said that they're listening to their own music. That's good to hear. I don't want to sound conceited or anything. No, not at all. But I... When I when I put when I make a product and I think that it's good that I can listen to, yeah, I know that other people will like to listen to. And then you know sometimes people call jazz or smooth jazz what elevator music, lounge music, yeah, and that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm like yeah, listen to Gregory Goodlow as you lounge. Yeah, maybe it'll put you night night. Yeah, I don't right, care. Right. As long as you listen <laughs> there to you it, go. I'll put it on the Weather Channel. We heard uh, one of my songs played at Home Depot before. Okay, okay, so okay. I'm like, yeah, listen to me while you shop. That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. That's cool. Well, I tell you what, What? What? another question I love to ask is, what advice 
based on, you know, given what you know about life and your experiences, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self about life? Continue believing yourself. Believe in your dreams. There's so much in this world, so many different turns, so many different tricks, so many other avenues that can detour what's in your heart or what you want to be- believe in and be. I would, I would have to say to continue on what you believe and believe on yourself. Yeah. And yeah, believe that all things are possible, but it, you also have to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's a great, that's a great message and a great sentiment. Well, let's take a listen to one more of your songs. This is the hit in paradise.
just heard In Paradise by Gregory Goodlow. So, Gregory, do you remember the first concert you went to see and who that was? Yeah. Who was it? I remember. I'm going to tell my age with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Jackson 5 opening up for James Brown. All right. All right. What year was that? Man, you remember? I can't remember the year. But, you know, the Jackson 5 was the Jackson 5. And, you know, James Brown was, you know, it was, I can't remember when it Could was. Could that have been 1972? It probably was. I can't remember the year. And I'm gonna it's t- when it's when I remember seeing Michael Jackson doing the robot. Mm-hmm. He was doing Dance Machine. They came out dancing, dancing, dancing. I'm going to tell you why I think that might have been 72, 73 time frame. Because in Milwaukee, which is where I'm, where I'm at now and where I'm from, we have what's called Summerfest. And it's billed as the world's largest music festival. And guess what? That was one of the very first concerts, probably the very first concert I ever went to see as well. It was the very first concert I ever went to see. My parents took us to Summerfest, and it was the Jackson 5 opening for James Brown. That had to be the same show. Had to be the same show. Had to be the I same mean, show. I mean, it was the best show ever. Yes, I remember I sitting. remember it. Yeah. Michael came out with the lights on, and James Brown came out, and they put the cape on him. He fell to his knees. And yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that was the same show. So we got that in common, Gregory. That is so funny. That yeah, was, that's so great. what was the what was the last concert you paid to see? Uh the last concert I paid to see, I haven't paid for a concert. I used to get backstage. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what happens when you start to become a famous artist. You don't have to pay for the shows anymore. <laughs> yeah, I usually uh let me see. One of the I would say Nick Kellyon. Yeah. Okay. I would, I would say his his concert. But actually, no, I went to Darren Ron's CD release party. Okay, okay, and that gotcha. Was, that was earlier this year. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, go, yeah. Rock, what was it? Rock the World, his, okay. his concert. Okay. So I went down to support him and actually bought my ticket. Yeah, yeah. Support him and, you know, didn't ask him for anything. Just That's cool. Just wanted to show my support and, you know, for all the things that he's done for me. And he's been there. That's awesome. That is awesome, man. So tell our listeners your three favorite artists, or not favorite artists, but albums of all time. Okay, my number one would be the very first album that I was curious about when I was a kid. Okay. It had a bunch of cigarette butts on it. You're probably going to uh, guess this one. And he was a guitar player. Wes Montgomery. A day yeah. In okay. I, yeah. I was just looking at all. The album cover, and I was like, who smoked all these <laughs> So, But the music in that whole album is is iconic. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. I would have to say George Benson's Breezing album. Yes, yes. And I just don't want to lay uh, to guitar players because Grover Washington's, with his Mr. Magic, yes. uh, what does it feel so good? Album. Yeah, yeah. Where he's coming out of the swimming pool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That album is just majestic. That is, that is. Man, those so are some those, great choices. Yeah, those are three of my great, yeah, albums that I really, I still listen to them all till today. Yeah, you know, those albums, those those artists are people that often, that I often hear are, you know, some of the most influential artists for a lot of people, George and Wes Montgomery, guitar players almost always 
George Benson and Wes Montgomery are on their list of influences, you know. So, and Grover, I mean, my goodness, I mean, Grover, Grover, Bob James, a couple of others, you could really say, George, you could really say, kind of created this whole Art, contemporary Art jazz. Yeah, Art Porter. You could say those guys kind of created this whole genre, you know? So, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So, another question for you then, Gregory. You're having a dinner party. You can invite any three people to your dinner party, living or deceased. Who's coming to your dinner party and what's on the menu? Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to invite George. That yeah. I mean, like my number one guy. Yeah. I, I would invite George. I would invite uh, guys that I met, you know, like in Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, uh, yeah. Philip Verdine and yeah. Larry Dunn. I've played with him before. I would, I would have guys like, you know, and Howard Hewitt. Yeah, okay, okay. Howard's really a cool dude. Yeah. So he would be uh, – Shalomar, I used to watch him on Soul Train. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and, too. Uh, me too. He's been, at, he's been at my house before, so he's always welcome to eat. That's awesome. So what's on the menu, since I don't eat pork, I, <laughs> I would say anything that doesn't have pork in it. Okay. All right. All right. One of my favorite meals is spaghetti. Oh, okay. Okay. Pasta guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. That sounds like that'd be a fun time, man. So so what does the rest of the year hold for you, Gregory? What else you got going on this year? Well, I'm getting geared up for this uh show that's coming up when we're, you know, Lakeside is going to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the Black Arts Festival. Uh, I have another show that's going to be on PBS. Oh, great. At, uh, the, the jazz, I mean, the real jazz radio station here in Colorado is hosting it. So I have to go uh, back into my uh, uh, standard jazz. Yeah. Grab some of those songs. Okay. And uh, some people don't know that I play standard jazz. I I, I love standard jazz. It's uh -huh. played it all the way through high school. But we'll be hosting uh, my quartet on a PBS uh, station here in Colorado. Great. For this year. And we're just going to – I'm so happy things are opening up. Yeah. Uh, that we musicians are able to work and get back out and play. I've been moving out, inching out slowly. Yeah, yeah, good, <laughs> good. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure when everybody was flying out, they was going to gigs. I was like, man, I'm not going nowhere yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Understand. I'm just so happy that uh, things are opening up and, you know, people are, are able to hear music and play music again. Yeah, no doubt about it. You and me as well, man. So happy that people things are opening up. So happy that we have shows on the books and people are getting back out and going to shows. And so that's a... That was a big, big loss for us, man, not having yes. live music for a while. So it's great. Well, I I look forward to having an opportunity to see you live someday. Um, we appreciate you taking time today, Gregory, and we want to wish you nothing but continued success, man. Carl, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you having me uh, for this interview, and I will see you. I'm speaking faith. There we go. There we'll we go. We'll see you. I get to meet you and finally meet the guy from the interview and yeah, have you grooving to some of my music. Now, I look forward to that, man. I look forward to it. So thank you for taking time, and we wish you all the best, Gregory. Okay, thank you. All right, man. Well, everybody, be sure to get your tickets for the 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, August 26th through 27th, featuring Najee, Bob James, Adam Hawley, 
Gabriella Anders, Alex Bunyol, and more. Tickets are selling fast, so go to FreshCoastJazz.com and get your tickets today. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, FreshCoastJazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.